Hey, how often are you celebrating you right where you are right now? What if that's the key to the beginning of your winning streak? Your confidence coach, Leanne Sims, is sharing her take on that in today's episode. It's time for the Becoming a Profitable CEO podcast, and it's all about providing you with the tools to succeed on this ever-evolving business-building journey. My mission is to make sure you know you are not alone, that it is possible, and that you, yes, you, can do this. You matter. The world is a better place for having you in it, and your voice is needed. I'm Teresa Cleveland, and I believe that we can all make a difference and that having a successful online business is one of the best ways to do that. Let's get to it. Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in today. I am telling you, you are in for a real treat today. One of the best gifts that 2020 gave me was today's guest. Leanne's approach to life is infectious, and I'm telling you, her energy mixed with the real talk that she brings helps us all look at the possibilities of our best selves. Even if we're just getting together to have a catch-up call and see what's going on with both of us, I look forward to our conversations with so much anticipation because I know there's going to be so much laughter, fellowship, and she is just always present with whoever she's talking with. I'm so happy to be able to share her with you today. And before we get into the episode, I do want to mention that she's got a free workshop coming up this Saturday, April 17th, where she's sharing the same strategy that she's currently using to stop procrastinating so that she's able to fully utilize her strengths to tackle all the things that she doesn't like to do head on. I hope you will give yourself the gift of signing up for this free workshop. You can register at confidenceunlocked.com. All right, let me give you her bio so we can jump into our conversation. From size 24 to 6 and back again, she's been on that ride. Grinning from ear to ear, getting the next size down, she knows. Getting off a roller coaster because the buckle didn't fit, she knows that too. But she has found her inner diva, discipline, inspiration, victory, and acceptance. After losing at weight loss, she's flat out winning because she has learned that insecurities don't magically go away with the pounds on the scale. She's an author, size-inclusive wellness advocate, confidence coach, motivational speaker, and retreat host. She is the founder of the Fit and Fab Accountability Community, visionary of the Fit and Fab Weekend, Mike's wife, and your next presenter, Leanne Sims. Hey, Leanne, it is so good to have you here today. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Teresa. It's a it's an honor and a pleasure. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Absolutely. Let me ask before we get started, do you do Word of the Year? I did do a Word of the Year. Um, my word this year is expansive. And nice. for me, it's all about growth, expanding in every area of my life, mentally, spiritually, in my business, in my marriage, in my finances. So just expansion. Nice. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. What's your word? This year, my word is ready. And I mm. love it because it's very open, you know, and shortly after I chose it, I thought, oh, I need to start thinking about what I'm ready for. Mm. <laughs> right but i That's do like true. that because it could be ready for this or ready for that like dating and all of that like i have way too much going on in my life so i'm definitely not ready for that <laughs> <laughs> no okay cupid for you sir. <laughs> no oh no <laughs> no ma'am so at the end of the day i just i just want to have peace and quiet and if there was somebody there to talk to 
Yes. It would be, I, I don't know, if it's the right person, I guess I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel like it was just another thing that I had to do. So right, but I right. think since I'm in this space that I think that way about it, that it's definitely, I'm definitely not ready for that. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Leanne, can you share with us something in your journey that helped you get to the other side? We all have these different uh, walls we run into as we navigate our way through growing our businesses. Uh, somebody that's listening could benefit from in your journey when they come up against it. Sure. It's such a great question. And uh, we chat a little bit before and it's probably 50 different stories I could probably share. Um, for me, the biggest lesson for me was charging what I'm worth and knowing my worth, first mm. of all. And also I subscribe to the idea that no one can truly pay me my value because I always provide more value than what the investment is, you know, for, for the products and services that I have. So when I focus on it like that, that gives me the confidence and the courage to, to charge what I, what I know I'm worth. One example of that is several, a few years ago when I first started my business and I started out by doing conferences and retreats, you know, I love, a, I love a party. I love bringing people together to educate, to inspire all those things. So I was doing these conferences and girl, I wasn't making any money. I was the first year I spent more money than, than I made, but I loved it. You know, people got great value out of it and, and left with some really good action items and inspiration. And um, I went to uh, a conference for, for myself where I got some education and learning. And I, and I asked the host, I said, you know, I'm, I'm kind of at this pivotal point in my business where I, I'm not making any money yet. I love doing these things. It's kind of like my baby. You know, I literally feel like I birthed it and I can't let it go. And she said, maybe it's not time. I, I literally cried, Teresa, and, and I took that away. But that next year, I put it to bed. And um, I took actually a two-year break from doing those conferences. So I could really like hone in on one, who is my ideal audience? What do they really need and want? And then how can I provide it in the way where I'm getting a benefit out of it too? And I'm not just kind of spinning my wheels and doing things for fun, right? I'm putting together parties, but that's not a business. <laughs> right. And so I, I put it to rest and I spent a lot of time on focusing on my audience and building my list and doing like smaller engagements and really getting to know them. And so the lesson in that was um, that third year, I brought it back, but I, I completely changed it. It wasn't the same way. I used to do a conference, like hundreds of people, big hotel, the whole thing. And I ended up doing an intimate retreat that, or it could only fit 20 people, right? Running out a small space, but I, I charged a premium for it. And it was for me, it was the highest ticket item I'd ever put out there. So for example, going from charging $75 for, for a ticket for a two-day conference to $1,500, right? Like for me, that was a huge stretch, but I did the work to understand mm -hmm. my audience, understood what they need. And I also built my own confidence to say, no, this is what I know I'm delivering. So it's worth it. And the right people will come to it. Sold it out and I finally made money, but I also felt good because all that I poured into it, there was an exchange there. <laughs> right. And it wasn't just transactional. I knew what I was delivering was transformational. So the biggest lesson for me was I finally knew my worth. 
and I was confident enough to, to charge it. <laughs> and I saw the, the value that other people receive from it too. And that's such a good point because I always think, you know, we hear charge your worth and it's not our worth as our identity and who we are as a yes. person, because I think that really messes some people up sometimes. Right? Yeah, that's a good point. It is when you start to do that and it's a little scary and you get that thing in your stomach and you do it anyway. Yes. And just so everyone knows, you were doing a full-time gig during yes. you know, your nine to five in Absolutely. addition to this. Yep. So Side hustling it. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And so in that time, everybody needs to know, like, it doesn't always take two years. And that's the beauty of this is it's your journey and you get to decide, right? Yes. So in that time, was there something, what was it that was going on that said that you really thought, okay, I need to look at this, you know, with a microscope and figure out these things. It came from investing in my own learning. I took a course on online marketing, right? I was new to the space, didn't really know about it. And really the course was about building a business, right? It was less about the social media. I thought I was doing it for social media, the course for social media, but it really was a uh, blueprint, one of your words, around how to build a real business, right? And it helped me to really think about it in the same way that I would think about my nine to five, right? I have to look at P&L statements and consider my budget and all those things. So I started to look at myself and what I was offering as a business versus just a hobby or something fun to do or a nonprofit kind of uh, venture. Nothing wrong with that, but that's not what I wanted to do. So that was one thing I invested in learning, started looking at it as a real business and, and not just a hobby. And then I also invested in coaching. And so through coaching, I also was able to get a third party point of view into my business and what I was creating. And my coach really helped me to kind of hone in on that. So I'm a huge proponent of coaching. If you all have not signed up to work with Teresa, please do, because the work that she's <laughs> providing helps you to build the nuts and bolts for how to actually be a profitable <laughs> CEO, right? And not just a, a hobby builder. So those were um, a couple of things that really helped me. And then I had to, what's that That saying goes, if you love it, let it go. And mm -hmm. I almost had to do that for what, what my business was, right? I had to let go of what I thought I wanted and, and really create something that was needed, right? And not just um, what I desire to do and, and what I thought I wanted. Because you're building a business not just for you, but it's for your customers too, right? People talk about all the time with branding, oh, my favorite color is purple. Well, that doesn't align with your brand. You're a bank, right? So <laughs> you have to do colors that, that inspire trust and reliability, right? Purple might not be it. It's thinking about who is your customer, getting the education, the coaching, and actually building that business. And I think um, the folks who are listening here get that just based on kind of what I hear, what you put out there already. So, but but it might be a good reminder to do that and have the confidence to, to say no sometimes and, and put to bed the things that, that aren't working. On Shark Tank, who is it? Mr. Wonderful um, has hmm. this thing where someone comes in with a dud, as he calls it, a dud idea. And he says, take it in the back and shoot it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you just got to kill it and, and start over, get a new chicken, you know? <laughs> So many good points in there. That's hilarious. I have not watched that in a while. <laughs> but to what you're saying, and, and thank you for that. I think just so many times when it comes to coaching, we think, 
we just have all kinds of thought processes around it, right? Like, Mm -hmm. "Mm, do I really need somebody, you know, I can Google it, you know, there's just so many thought processes around coaching, you know, there's so much that comes from it, just like what you said about that course, let's go back there, you know, when you said that about the course, like you thought it was social media, (laughs) right? And, And I'm sure there was, if that's what it was purported to be, that there was some social media stuff in there. But so many times what what I find with courses and you know, working with people to build their businesses is that it's very easy to get caught up in, oh, I just need more followers. I need a bigger reach. Like, because of course, the more people I I get in front of, then the more I'm going to be able to sell. The odds have to be in my favor. And so many times that's what it comes down to, though, is the foundation isn't there. And there's no shame in that. Like, you don't know what you don't know. So being able to look at it and build it, I love that you said that about looking at, you know, treating it like a hobby versus a business. And I don't think that we intentionally think that I don't think we intentionally say, Oh, I'm going to try this and I'm going to have this little hobby. So the confidence in there, the the wisdom or the knowledge not knowing things, there's so many things that feed into that, that we don't treat it like a business, mm-hmm. right? And, be, and when we don't have that confidence, then what happens, then we're not out shouting it from the rooftops. Because if we don't have confidence in it, then how can anybody else have confidence in it? Absolutely. And we don't want to tell anybody because, oh my God, what if they actually buy it and it sucks, right? (laughs) So (laughs) I don't want to be that girl. Yeah, there's just so much that comes through with coaching, with courses, you know, wherever you are, if you don't know something, yes, Google's definitely, what do they call it? The Googleology or, you know. Yeah, and university and all those things, right, but. Right. But I tell you what, you can put a search term in and you're going to get different opinions and methodologies and everything else. And so trying to piece something together is I, I did it, you know, it just, it doesn't work. It may work over five years. You right. Know, How long or, time do you have to waste? <laughs> right. Because I, I was just having that conversation with somebody today because when you take say it's a course and this course and you think, ah, oh, maybe I, I, I can't afford to, to do that. And I want to say to that, there are definitely times in our path, in our journey that we can't afford it. And that's okay. Because I've been there, right? Where it's like my bank account doesn't lie. So I, I really don't like it when I hear course creators or program creators that say like, oh, you can't afford not to, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Because you're sitting there looking at bank account and you know, (laughs) (laughs) And then sometimes when it's something that we really need, we will find a way. Yes. Because I have done that when I know that it's something that's going to add to my business. If I don't have that right now, it's like, okay, what do I need to do to be able to generate this? What can I sell? Because we have so much knowledge, whether it's a consultation, whether it's a recorded course, whether it's a a live, whatever, like there's something out there. That is what is so beautiful about this is that there are plenty of ways that we can make money. So then that's, that's where I go to now. But back in the day, I didn't, I was just like, Oh, well, I can't afford that. It must not, you know, all those um, mind things. But now that's how I look at it. It's like, Oh, what do I need to do to generate that? 
Let me see what I can go here and do. It's incredible that we can do this. So with all of that, it's taking it one step at a time. Mm -hmm. When you talked about, you know, treating it like a business versus treating it like a hobby, that's all the mind stuff, right? There's, I've heard this. It's like becoming an entrepreneur is like a crash course in personal development. (laughs) I've heard that too. Oh my goodness. And, and Teresa, so a little bit more background about me. I grew up in a household of entrepreneurs. So my father has always been an entrepreneur. He may have had a nine to five in my 38 years for, I don't know, maybe a couple of years if you add it all up together, but he's always been an entrepreneur. And my mother owned a couple of clothing boutiques, one for children and one for adults in the airport before having stores in the airports uh, were, you know, were popular. And so I've seen the ebbs and flows of entrepreneurship. I've seen months where we were living on top and months where we, you know, could barely keep the light on. And so I never wanted that life. And so for me, and I think that's one of the reasons why I kind of shied away from it so much until I really thought about what I really wanted for my life and what I had inside me that I needed to get out to serve the community that I wanted to serve in the right way. So it was almost, I saw this selfish of me to not deliver, you know, what I wanted to to offer. And I couldn't do it for free. I don't have the time to do that. And I value my time much more than that. And so it's totally a mindset thing, you know, and I, I really do believe for many entrepreneurs, a lot of it is mindset. I don't, I don't, I don't want to throw out a random percentage, but I think it's more than 50% of it is, is probably mindset. And that even goes back to, we were talking about, about your worth and right. It's not about your worth as a person It's about what is this product worth, but it is about what are you bringing to the table? Do you really believe you're worthy of the investment that people are making into you? And if you don't believe that, like you said before, nobody else is going to believe it. You know, <laughs> and think about the analogy so often of how many different breads are in the bread aisle, right? Because yes. you can get caught up in this lurker mentality where you're like, well, Teresa does that already. I don't want to do that too. Well, Teresa is great. But that's one person, but there's 500 different bread brand <laughs> brands and they're all doing great because they're still there <laughs> in the supermarket. So you're, you're providing it, you're doing it in a different way that someone can hear from you um, in a way that they can't hear from John Smith. (laughs) I say that all the time. It's like you and I could say the same things Mm -hmm. and people are going to be able to hear it from you that can't hear it from me. And there are going to be people who are going to hear it the way that I say it in a way that they can't hear it from you. Yeah. And I always think I get, I'm pretty passionate. I am very passionate about this. You know, if I look at the people who have come and done the things that they do that has supported me to change my life and to grow as a person and grow as a business owner, what if they were back wringing their hands and saying, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Right. And so how dare I, how dare you not go out and share the brilliance and the gifts that we have because there is somebody out there waiting to hear it. Yeah. And it's just, it gives me chills. I just, I believe that to my core. Yeah. And I see so many, you know, I talk about women and I see so many women who have incredible gifts and ideas and they just, they want to throw in the towel because they don't know a certain thing about the business or they don't feel like they're cut out for it. Again, what this whole podcast, how it came to be. So I love love that. that. And Mm -hmm. you, my friend, you have such an incredible spirit that Mm -hmm. you bring to things and just the way that you show up. I love what you said about 
It's also about our your clients, your audience, right? Your mm-hmm. customers, because it's so easy to get caught up in, well, I have these goals and I need to make this much money and this is how I can make it. Like we can all do run the numbers, right? Mm-hmm. But that gets lost sometimes and the person on the other end of it, right? That is benefiting from what you're sharing and, you know, through your course or program retreats, whatever it is, the spirit that you bring to it, you're just very grounded Mm -hmm. and you care about people and you don't suffer fools, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to call people on their stuff. Like you can't hide and you do it with love, but it's that thing that it's, you show up and you're just like, look, this is what we're here to do. And yes, it gets tough sometimes, but you know what? We'll get through it. Yes. That I love that you said, and thank you for that. I really appreciate that. Um, That's a compliment because it's a reflection of some of the own self-work that I've had to do. You know, if I'm not being myself, then who am I being (laughs) and who is it benefiting, you know? And I do feel like that's probably another principle that we can share for entrepreneurs listening. It's, it's tempting to try to be like Jay Shetty or like whomever else is out there, Brenda Burchard or whoever else are the quote unquote big time folks out there, but the world doesn't need another one of them, right? They need you. And um, they need me and you. And so if you're not showing up authentically like yourself, then you're doing the world a disservice and um, and yourself too, because it doesn't feel good. It's harder to pretend. <laughs> oh my goodness. So harder to fake it. That's why I never went into acting. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> it- it is, but that is a big lesson as as we're coming up that journey, you know, up that path, because it's just like, well, they're successful, so I should probably do it that way. And that is definitely a place where there's a shift when you realize that, oh, I don't have to do it that way. I can be me. It's okay to be me. So there's so much in that, definitely mindset. But it, you know, it is, I think, we do have this, why do we watch the uh, cooking shows and things like that? Because, Ooh. oh, that person's an expert. So I want to be able to make it like they make it. So I think there's a lot of stuff that happens just in our world that kind of encourages that. Yeah. But in this world, being the entrepreneur, it is, it's so, for lack of a better term, glorious when we get to that place where we can really realize that and we step into that like I feel like there should be like horns going off and you know (laughs) just like confetti going everywhere (laughs) people love when they see other people living out loud and who they are you know it might make you feel uncomfortable if you're faking it but it gives you hope and confidence that oh if they can be themselves and don't care what anybody thinks then maybe I can do that too like it it gives you hope and helps you to feel more confident in who you are you know so it's a beautiful thing it really is it builds more trust with your clients as well you know when they know you're fully showing up like who you are and everybody has their days when you're not at 120% energy, but for the most part, showing up fully in who you are helps your your clients build trust with you. And then if they build trust with you, they're going to spend their coin on you. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. 
you deal in confidence and the way that you show up. And I know that is your path in helping people become more confident in what they're doing. So share with us how you're helping people who are coming along their path in the world. Yeah, absolutely. So I am your confidence coach. That's what I what I call myself and in the work that I do. I specifically work with women to help them to amplify their confidence so they can show up more boldly in their professional and in their personal lives. What I often see um, for women in particular, but for many people, there are certain goals and things that people want to achieve, but they've been procrastinating on it because they're afraid or don't believe that they can. And so often it's not about, are you capable of executing? It's, do you feel like you deserve it? Or do you feel like you you even can get there, right? It's a confidence issue. And I work with people who um, you would think are very confident, actually who are very confident in many areas of their lives. They're not people who are necessarily who you would see as a stereotypical person who you would think lacks confidence, maybe quiet or shy or more introverted or sheepish. No, these are people who are killing it in their professional lives often or, or in their personal lives. But there's usually that one thing that they've been wanting to do or one issue that they've been dealing with that they can't seem to get past. And oftentimes it has to do with um, self worth. It has to do with whether or not they believe they deserve it or whether or not they believe they can. And I see this actually show up a lot for entrepreneurs and especially in this online marketing world that we're in because it's so prone to comparison, um, the comparison trap. And that, you know, totally blows your confidence. And so my personal journey with it, um, it was tied to my my well-being and my, my healthy um, lifestyle or lack thereof. I, had, you know, was almost 400 pounds. I had lost a ton of weight, lost 144 pounds, gained it all back publicly, was in essence and all these things and gained all the weight back. I was one of the statistics. And then I decided to, that I wanted to do it differently. I wanted to um, get healthy in a way where I could celebrate myself and actually be confident where I was at the size 24 while I was working to be a healthier version of myself. And so when I did it that way, I felt like that's when, or I know that's when I really owned well-being overall. And so then I've lost another 150 pounds and some change. And that's nothing to skim over, but I skimmed over it because for me, it was the internal work that got me there, right? Like the weight was a result of the internal work that I did on, on fortifying my confidence. And so some of the people I work with now, they, they're focusing on things like they want to start a business, right? Like I had a person who um, they participated in my online course, the Compass Accelerator, and halfway through, she was like, you know what? I want to launch my business now, right? <laughs> and um, and it, it was something that she sat on for years, but it was the intentional and consistent work and making herself accountable um, to me as her coach in the program that gave her kind of the acceleration to to launch. And despite the fear, despite the, you know, uh, feelings of inadequacy, she addressed how to deal with that so that she could then deliver something that the world needed to see. And so I, I support people through I have an online program. I also have um, a group coaching program. I also do one-to-one -one coaching. Predominantly, it's my online course. It's a seven-week course called the Confidence Accelerator. And then also I have a 12-month group coaching program that I call Club Expand. 
going back to my word of the year, Teresa, it's all about continual expansion and growth in the area of your confidence. So I I mean, I, I really love it. And people are seeing really amazing results. And I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, we might may invest in the things that, that we think uh, that are transactional, that directly hit our bottom line. But if you can work on building your confidence overall in your personal life, it will pay dividends for years to come. When I did the work, I was able to, I already told you, expand my retreat. I launched my coaching business. I earned more money in my nine to five job and, and even my marriage improved too. So it really helps overall. Ooh, there is so much in there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's unpack it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just you thinking like, I know, oh. I'm thinking about how many people I hear and how many times I've said in the past, and I ever still fall into it every now and then, is that someday aisle, right? Mm-hmm. When I lose 10 pounds, yes. I'll do that. When I become a better speaker, I'll do that. There's just so many things that we think we can't in the moment. And I love that you did that with where you were, like you did it, you gained it back. And then it's loving yourself in that moment as you are right this minute that will empower us to then grow forward. And it's not something that's going to so easily fall back. We're going to fall back into. What you're saying is one of the the principles that I um, talk about, which is building sustainable confidence. So it sustains you as you grow and expand throughout life. Like you may be really confident in, um, in the 12th grade, but when you get to grad school, you can't leave on the same calculus that you did in grad school. Now you have to learn how to interpret and read a profit and loss statement, right? It's a different kind of growth that needs to happen. And so you have to build up your confidence so you can believe that when I get there, I can learn that I can do that. It it makes me think about Carol Dweck, who wrote the book Growth Mindset, which really changed the game for me. And where you have the ability to learn and grow, you know, it's it's not like reaching one level ends there, but you can consistently grow and expand. Even our mind, our brains, uh, they have elasticity where they can stretch and grow and build um, new pathways of thinking at, at any age. Embracing that about yourself will make you a better entrepreneur or make you a better friend, will make you a better mother mother, father, et cetera, because you're forever a student and, and you can do that. That's just it. It's who we become in that journey. Yes. Right. Because we think about it like, oh, I want to get to this level or that level. And it doesn't matter how many times we've grown like that. We don't always stop to take that into account. Like there's going to be some tough times in this that I'm not even mm-hmm. thinking about because I'm so excited about where I want to be that, you know, we don't think about the times that the car breaks down. <laughs> things along that journey. Who you become though in that journey is so incredible. It's so such good stuff. It's the process that perfects. I didn't coin that, but I I say it often. I got it from from someone. It's the process that perfects. It's the end goal, but it's through that sausage making process that's messy and sticky and bloody and all those things that your character is built. However, I don't believe you have to go through all of that mess to learn. 
And that's why you need a coach. That's why you need mentors. That's why you need to need to learn from other people, because you can learn through the process that they went through, right? And you can quickly get there without having to go through it yourself. Yes. When I'm talking with people, that's something that we definitely discuss, because I believe that that's why I, I want to do what I do. I found that for myself in life, personal and professional, that when I come upon something, and then once I get to the end, I now look at it and I think, oh my gosh, I bet I'm going to meet somebody soon who needs this. Wow. Right? Yeah. So that's how I choose to look at it. Now, maybe not immediately, <laughs> you know, immediately. I'm just like, oh my God, are you kidding me? That's how we grow. And so to help people avoid some of the pitfalls and to be able to help streamline the process, mm. know though that in that process, and I guess here's where I see where it can be the uncomfortableness is that you're going to have to stretch where you're at right now, where your comfort zone is. Yes. And you're probably going to have to do some things that you may not love in the moment, but once you might be because of fear or whatever, but it's like, once you do that thing, you're like, oh my gosh, how on earth, you know, why was that? Why, why was I fighting against that so much? So yeah. yeah. And sometimes we just don't know. And so somebody will tell us and we're like, oh my gosh, I didn't, that's so simple. Right. (laughs) Because we're so close to our own stuff. I'll never forget when I first learned how to set up my email uh, system, my CRM. I didn't know what the heck a CRM was. Literally never heard of it. Didn't know anything about email lists. And I, I went completely back to the basics with that course I took and they taught you, oh, you need to get a PO box. You need an address, a physical address. Like it was so granular, but I needed every little bit of it because I knew nothing. And I remember it feeling so cumbersome, but I just took step by step by step. And now that's what kind of built the foundation for my business. Like it just seems so easy now, but because I went through that process, you know, and gave myself some grace in the learning period, what you're saying is absolutely right. What seemed hard before, once you get over the other hump, it's like, ah, That wasn't so bad. That wasn't so bad. And sometimes that's the cumbersomeness is exactly what it is. It's just like, oh my gosh, there's so much. I deal with metrics and all those kind of things. And when I'm doing it for other people, I love it. But Mm -hmm. when I have to sit down and fill out a spreadsheet myself for me, it's still painful. It is still painful, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? So, and I have people that I work with that help me with that, but it's, I was just talking about that earlier today. Like, oh, I was watching a video on this financial thing and I'm like, oh my God, I'm starting to break out in a sweat, right? Because just, it seemed like all the things, but when I sit down and actually do it, it's like, oh, you just plug in the numbers and we just, we do that with so many things. We put it off, put it off, put it off. And then when we finally do it, it's like either oh, wow, that one's so bad. Or thank God that's over. And either one of those are good. (laughs) Yeah, they're good. I'm doing a a mini toolkit about overcoming procrastination. When I get it out, share it with you. You can uh, share with your audience at some point, but that's exactly what it is. It's like the procrastination thing is less about not wanting to do the work. It's more about how you feel about your ability to do it. You know, it's a it's a self confidence thing. You don't acknowledge it as that in many cases, but it's I don't believe I can <laughs> do it. I'm just gonna mm-hmm. keep putting it off, <laughs> and hopefully I'll get you know the energy or the focus to to do it because I have to in that moment. That's how I live most of my life, and it's such a good thing to really stop and think about and ask yourself when you find yourself putting something off. Okay, look, Teresa, why? Why are you putting that off? What is it that you're scared of? Mm. What is what are you afraid you're going to find out? (laughs) 
there was a time where it was like, oh God, I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to do my numbers because what if I find out I'm only making two bucks an hour? <laughs> and either way, you're still making two bucks an hour. <laughs> exactly. And so, yes, so many things on this path that come up and we do get to the other side and it's just that, whew, I'm glad that's over. Or you get to share it with somebody else. Yeah. And that's something I think we all need to remember. You know, I'm over 12 years in now and into this online space, I still have to remind myself sometimes like, you don't have to learn this. Mm. There are people who do this. There are people who can teach you one on one because you know, with my quick start, it kills me to sit through six weeks of having stuff dripped out to me. I just give me the answer. (laughs) Tell me what to do. And courses are great. Lord knows I've taken enough of them. Uh, and, And there's great value in them, especially depending on your learning style and all of that. With that, just remember when there's that thing that you just think is so insurmountable that there's 90, I think 99% chance somebody out there who can teach you how to get through it and get to the other side. Whether we want to look at it as holding our hands or the accountability is tremendous with that. You know, when Mm -hmm. you do work with someone one-on-one, that's to me is priceless. Let's switch gears. I know you have a quiz. Tell us about the quiz. We're going to put the link to it in the show notes. Okay, great. Yeah, I have a quiz. You can go to confidencequiz.com. It's a fun quiz to identify your confidence personality. It is, if your confidence were Beyonce's song, which song would it be? Who doesn't love Beyonce? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really familiar, uh, but it, it's fun and you'll get some very practical coaching tips on how to work on your confidence based on what the quiz fits out for you. So, um, and it'll also get you on my list. We can say connected. You know, I don't spam you, but I, I deliver good, good content information when appropriate. Definitely connect with me that way and, and get some information. Well, I'm sure anybody who's listening would be shocked if they ended up getting spammed by you because... <laughs> Just not who you are. Not who I am. No, (laughs) ma'am. All right. Well, that sound means it's time to jump over to our mixed bag of questions. Let's start with a would you rather question. Would you rather have a rewind button or a pause button on your life? I would say a pause button. It's not too many things that I regret, but I oftentimes would like to pause to think through how should I respond to this moment (laughs) or to take a break. You get a quick nap. (laughs) Mm, I'm a nap queen. (laughs) So I'll take pause button. That's a great question. All right. Next up, let's talk about numbers. Uh, The bottom line is obviously a number we all have to pay attention to and is important to us. But other than that, what is the most important number in your business? I I really had to think about this. For me, it's engagement. So when I think about social media, even in my email list, I think about who's commenting, who's responding to things, who's sharing things. But when I can get into the conversations with people, that's when I know I've captured my audience. And it helps me to know who my audience is too, what they want to hear, what serves them, what they need. But I love when someone replies to an email that I send or puts a comment on Instagram or on Facebook. And the the beauty of it is my audience is at a size where I can respond and really get nitty gritty with them and almost do kind of coaching live there. And, and I love it because it really helps me get to know people. I like to know who people are that I'm talking to. So engagement, 
is the most important thing to me next to the bottom line. That is so good. And I think that's something too, that comes in our maturity as business owners, because there are those times where it's like, Oh, I've got 742 million followers and you know, those vanity numbers. Mm -hmm. And then there's that maturity that happens that is like, okay, but where is the value? You know, so what? So what if I have 2 million followers, if I'm not connecting with people? Yeah, great number. And now I have a question for you from a previous guest, she said, so we all make lots and lots of investments in our businesses and in ourselves as we're growing these businesses, she would like to know what investment you have made in your business that has had a positive return? Mm, That's a great question. Number one, coaching. And I have coaching in in three different areas of my life. So I have uh, business coaching, I have personal development coaching, and I also do physical, like personal training coaching. All three of those have contributed to the bottom line of my business, whether directly or indirectly. We'll say the business coaching for now is one of the the best investments and that led to the personal development coaching as well. It's so wonderful, I think, with coaching because a lot of times, like I said before, it's we're so close to something and it's just seeing it from someone else's perspective. Or when they say, have you considered? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Very good. (laughs) So good. All right. For our last question, what is a question you would like for me to ask a future guest? Hmm. I would want to know what is the biggest pain point or barrier for them in their business? And I guess barrier would be barrier to reaching what they would consider success and pain point as far as you know what they've experienced or, or have not experienced. All right. Good question. Leanne, thank you so much for being here. We could talk for a few more hours. It's just <laughs> always such a good time with you. Always. So I would love to have you back sometime this year. I would love that. Thank you for having me, Teresa. I would love to come back. So thank you so much. I love what you're doing. All right. Well, I can't wait until we talk again. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Becoming a Profitable CEO. I'll be back next week, but in the meantime, let's continue the conversation. Head on over to our Facebook group at thepurposefulceo.com forward slash Facebook and share your take on today's episode. All right. Shit. You need a blooper reel. (laughs) Somebody else told me that. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.